Welcome to It's Just My Thoughts, the podcast. Welcome to another week of It's Just My Thoughts. Um, last week, I received a lot of feedback and it was uh, it was good feedback. And, you know, this is what, um, you know, this podcast is about and, you know, reaching out and, you know, continuing the conversation. So I appreciate the feedback. I appreciate the extra conversation. Also, um, I'm always available to talk. Uh, you can find me on my social medias. My Instagram is it's just my thoughts underscore podcast. Uh, and my Twitter is IJMT podcast. That's my Twitter. Um, so if you ever want to continue the conversation, we can definitely have that, have that or provide me with some feedback. I'm always open to that. So let's just jump into um, this episode. My black excellence for this week um, was uh, recently T.I. unveiled the new Nipsey Hussle exhibit at the Trap Music Museum. Um, when I looked at a picture, it consists of a red and blue Crenshaw jersey, and it was a beautiful image of Nipsey that was uh, made up from a collage of all the things that he loved and enjoyed, which was uh, his children, Lauren, um, had the marathon store, it had prolific on there. It was just a, a collage of different images um, that created a, a, a visual of him. Um, I thought the exhibit was very nice. Um, they unveiled it right before his birthday. Uh, definitely Google it for the image. It was very beautiful. Um, so I thought that was nice, uh, you know, a nice spotlight for TI as well. So, um, all right. So this week I wanted to, I wanted to be light and I wanted to just talk about, um, some stuff going on and just share some of my thoughts about that. So the big uproar this week was over Jay-Z announcing his NFL partnership. I tried to get some details on what this partnership consists of. Um, so here's some stuff that I found. So the NFL has agreed to proposals such as including tracks from Rock Nation artists across broadcasts with profits to the league's Inspire Change program. He is also over the music, like um, like the musical performances, like the Super Bowl. Um, they are work- they are working together on job creation and community initiatives in cities the sport is played in. The NFL will provide content for streaming services like player podcasts and issue-based docs. Jay also hopes to address the lack of black quarterbacks, plus diversity in team ownership and executive leadership. It is also a rumor because I don't know, I don't know um, if it's in stone yet or what it all entails. This is just me pulling from articles um, that Jay, uh, may take, um, part ownership of an NFL team in the future. Um, but they didn't, I didn't really, I didn't really have any details in regards to that. So when this was announced, it caused a complete uproar. Here's the thing. I don't think that this announcement is a bad thing. And, you know, I think the main problem is social media and, and the cancel culture. I think if I had a negative, it would be that, I wanted more concrete details like the rollout dates and when, when their actions would like start taking place, like as far as this deal and what exactly would that look like in the communities? You know, when would those jobs roll out? Like I I wanted to know more details in regards to that. So let's start with why people are so angry. The main point is that the black community feels Jay-Z is a sellout which I find to be absurd. And I, and I don't mean everyone in the black community, but this is what the uproar has been. Um, first, uh, the only way that you're going to see change is through inclusion. And it has to be high level inclusion. And Jay has the smarts 
as well as money to do it. You know, it, um, it was announced this year that, you know, he's the first rapper to become a billionaire. Um, and he knows how to move in a room like that, you know? So if you think that, you know, Jay is in this deal for capitalism and money, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I think that's silly because Jay doesn't need the money. Um, you know, he's a billionaire. And also, you know, if you really paid attention, Jay had the press conference at Rock Nation and was very much in control of the narrative. Um, also, I would never bet against Jay. You know, he's done so much in regards to highlighting injustices and bringing it into light, as well as um, he gave us the Khalif Broder documentary, the Trayvon Martin documentary, and most re- recently the Free Milk Meat documentary. He's also has been creating, um, uh, giving money towards prison reform, as well as, uh, you know, he's given scholarships, millions towards, you know, college scholarships and has been an instrumental in providing um, fair and fair uh, justice as well as legal teams. Um, so I can never fathom saying Jay is a sellout with this movement. It's more important to have a seat at the table. And that begins with, you know, the work in the infrastructure. And I believe that's what Jay is doing. If you really sit and think about it, when you think about the owners of these teams, you know, some of them are, but majority are millionaires. They're older, you know, they, some of them do have those, you know, um, I hate to say like, it's kind of like a slave mentality. Like you work for me, you do what I say. And so, yeah, like you need more diversity inclusion. And I think that, you know, we're kind of overlooking the point of, you know, this is what this, this is what this deal gives, you know? Um, also people were upset when he was saying that he thinks that we're past the kneeling and what he, and what I took from that and what he meant from that is that that was necessary. You know, it was necessary to begin the conversation. So now that we've began the conversation to where we see that there are some areas of improvement and there are some serious issues here. Now, what are we going to do to start correcting those? Because we can keep protesting and we can, you know, cancel NFL or, you know, call for, you know, um, blacks not to watch the NFL and everything else, or, you know, we can continue having some players kneel and things like that. And yeah, it's still, you know, continuing to protest, but it's not fixing, it's not necessarily fixing anything because nothing was being done, you know? Um, so I think that, and I mean, and the NFL was trying some small stuff, but for the most part, like nothing really was being done. So, um, I think when you, Start with inclusion, having someone of the same color as you speaking in the rooms and saying like, hey, you know, we need to fix this. This needs to be better. This needs to be better. I think that begins uh, change, you know, a deeper change from the inside. So the other issue is that um, people feel that with this deal that Jay-Z basically has officially ended Kaepernick's career. And here's the thing. What happened to Kaepernick, in my opinion, is, is extremely fucked up. I definitely think uh, he is blackballed. I don't think, um, you know, even if Jay didn't do this deal, um, I don't think he ever was going to play football again. Um, I think what is unfortunate with him being blackballed is that Kaepernick was very successful um, at the silent protest um, against the systemic oppression and justice against blacks. Um, here's the thing. The only reason why... Uh, Kaepernick was black ball because he was black and and also I feel like because what he was protesting against I don't really think that people really care like I don't think the owners I don't think they really cared you know 
and um you know I'm a big football fan and so you know Cap wasn't the only person to kneel um if we remember you know a few years back Tim Tebow he he kneeled he kneeled during the national anthem for one and he also kneeled also during the game too and when he'll score a touchdown he would kneel and they called it like T-bowing and so basically for him um he said that he was protesting against um abortion and you know the only narrative that he got was just that oh you know he's highly religious you know and it was that and it was never um he's unpatriotic or you know looking at at a negative it was more so just looked at like oh he's just a highly highly religious guy and you know he's he's praying you know because they you know he would kneel and pray and all that stuff so you know Kaepernick kneels and says it's to bring awareness to black deaths on the hands of cops and he is called unpatriotic and that he doesn't love Americans and he is also disrespectful to all the veterans and active members of the military. He was also voted the most disliked player in NFL and after that no team has uh, given him a chance to play. Um, it is very clear especially to me that this is a color issue. I also have uh, his statement. I have it somewhere. I think I have it pulled up here somewhere. Um where he explained, he, and he's explained this numerous times, actually. Um, he explained uh, why he was doing the protest. And he says, I'm not going to stand up to show pride in a, I am not going to stand up to show pride in a flag for a country that oppresses black people and people of color. To me, this is bigger than football. And it would be selfish on my part to look the other way. There are bodies in the street and people getting paid leave and getting away with murder. Here's the thing. When when he started this protest, um, I thought it was I thought it was great, to be completely honest. And I understood it because, you know, we unfortunately live in a world where blacks and whites are treated differently and that and you also have to just be more. I feel like as a black person, you have to be more aware, Um, like prime example. Um, You know, my kid is 16. He's 16 year old male. And, you know, I, I remember one night, um, you know, he usually goes out in the evenings around, you know, seven, eight before it get too dark. And he usually walks the dogs, um, you know, before bed. And we live in a, uh, we're actually the minority in our neighborhood. I mean, it's pretty much to the point that when you actually see another black family, you're actually excited. You know, you feel like you have to be like, hey girl, because it's so few and far in between. And so, you know, we honestly just, um, we take that for me, I take it serious because, you know, um, you see a lot more stares, you see a lot more of just, I feel like a lot of times you see, uh, where it feels like people are watching you or maybe paying more attention to you probably because you're a minority. And so, you know, one night, um, he likes to go out and listen to his headphones while he's walking the dogs and he had put a hoodie on. And he, and I didn't notice when he walked out, but I was in the kitchen when he came back in and he had his hoodie on and it sent chills for me, you know, that he was walking, you know, in semi dark with his hoodie on. And it's like to anybody else, it probably would have been no big deal. And probably to a white person, it probably would have been, you know, if that was their white kid, it probably would have been no big deal to, you know, be walking the dogs with your hoodie on, you know, cause it's teenage stuff. But for me, you know, all I thought about was Trayvon Martin walking home from the store, you know, minding his business in his neighborhood, walking home, you know, with his hoodie on. And he was chased down like a dog and shot and killed just because he was thought to be a threat because he had a hoodie on. And, you know, it's sad that I had to have a conversation in regards to 
how wearing a hoodie made me uncomfortable, like with the hoodie on and that you didn't want anybody to think that you might be some form of a threat, even though like, you know, we have the most mild mannered kid ever, but just because you don't know what somebody else is thinking and the fact that we live in a racist world and it's actually, you know, really sad. And I feel like from, you know, and I have a lot of, uh, you know, white friends that's actually, you know, I have a few best friends that's white, but I think the only reason why our friendships work is because they get it. They get that there are some vast differences and they get that it's some fucked up shit out here. And so they don't sit and be like, oh, you know, this stuff doesn't happen because it does happen. And I feel like we have to teach our kids to be more aware, more than other races probably do. And um, so do I think the protest was absolutely necessary? Yeah, I do. And I think that it was actually successful, too, because it did um, it did bring, you know, uh, the spotlight to the situation. And also, I think what what also made it successful, too, is that not just um, the protest, but that it brought light to how there's definitely a color issue in the NFL, you know, because people were very, very, very angry. And it was and it was it was more than just, you know, because he said over and over and over why he was kneeling. So then to start creating all these narratives as to why he's doing this. Oh, he you know, he doesn't like Americans. You know, he's not patriotic. You know, all all these things, all these different narratives in, in that was basically totally against what he was saying. It's like every time they said something about him, you know, um, it completely went against everything that he was saying, like as if they wasn't even hearing what he was saying, but I think they were hearing what he was saying, but they didn't care. And two, I think they were trying to take the focus off of, you know, what, what he was saying. And so I think, you know, even in situations like this, like we have to stop falling into, you know, narratives. So Kaepernick, he did win his collusion case. And, um, and this is where to me, when I, when I, I've been reading so many articles about this and just looking at Twitter and just kind of like looking at, you know, what people are so upset about, I still don't really get the connection between the Kaepernick and the Jay-Z thing because Kaepernick clearly wants to play. He won the collusion case and he, you know, um, was paid like his, I think he got like all of his back pay or whatever it was. Um, he was signed to Nike and Nike has a partnership with the NFL um, and he wants to play. He just the other day put up a post about showing like how he's still training, he's still in shape and he's still able to play. Um, and then also, um, you know, some of the people that, um, some of the other players that protest with him, you know, they're, they're some of them are still playing. And so it's like, it's just odd that, you know, people are saying, oh, Jay-Z shouldn't have done this, but I mean, what did he, what did he do exactly? Like he's trying to do to, you know, have more awareness and he's trying to, you know, have inclusion to involve more blacks, you know, and create more opportunities for blacks. And this is also with the same people that, you know, Kaepernick wants to play for as well. You know, he still wants to play in the NFL. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't fully, I don't fully get it, I guess, but, um, or I guess I don't fully agree. Um, so during a conference, Goodell did say that Cap is allowed to play. Now, I was looking at when I was watching this press conference, I was like, OK, because I strongly doubt that he will be signed. And that's unfortunate because, you know, if any, he has been sitting, out, I think, three years. But if anything, do I think that he can definitely play backup and probably be a good backup to a team? Yes, absolutely. Because if you see some of these backups, um, they're absolutely trash. 
So, you know, I definitely think he could have played last year. I think he could have played the year before then and the year before then. But unfortunately, I do think that um, they're going to make an example out of him. And I do think that, um, you know, I don't think he's going to play again, unfortunately. And um, but he but he may because I mean even right now there's a quarterback issue where teams need quarterbacks right now, and I mean it was one guy Josh McCowan he hasn't played I think in like three years I think he's like 38 or 39 years old and he literally just came out of retirement and signed to a team so it's just I mean when you look at stuff like that it can really make you just be you know super upset um, in regards to you know, what's, what's taking place. But I also think, um, you know, I just think in this situation that we need to, you know, as a community, sometimes we have to stop one being ignorant in regards to, um, what we're reading. Cause honestly, a lot of these articles are clickbait. And what I mean by that, it's like, they'll have a, they'll have a title up and they'll say, Oh, you know, Jay-Z's a sellout. And then if you actually read the article, the article's talking about something completely different or, or explaining the situation. And sometimes, you know, unfortunately we don't read the article, you know, we'll look at the headline and then we're all, you know, upset with this narrative that we don't even fully understand because we haven't even educated ourselves in regards to what's fully going on. And I truly think that's what's going on right now. Like, I don't think Jay-Z is a sellout. I definitely don't think that, um, like I don't, is there's, there's been nothing about Jay-Z's career that would say that he would ever function like a sellout. I think Jay-Z knows he's very smart. He knows how to rumble in the jungle. And I think that's what he's doing right now. Also, I will say that, you know, he did have to make a lot of moves to, you know, help Meek and, you know, he's, you know, chumming up with Robert Kraft. And I think that, you know, I think, for doing him a solid, I think he had to do a solid, but I think that with in Jay-Z's case, he's been trying to think of what could that be? How could that, what could be the positive in that? So, um, I think that, you know, we need to calm down. And, um, I think that when you follow these narratives, just like they were creating a narrative about Kaepernick, like, I mean, even down to burning his jersey in the street, calling him a terrorist, you know, I think sometimes people create narratives to cause division. So that's what's happening right now, even with this Jay-Z deal, because we can't even see the good and what might be taking place. So we need to let the deal play out and see what work Jay, you know, will do with NFL. And as far as inclusion, see what jobs could be created and see what happens even with like, you know, the music that he brings on, how would the rock artists, you know, benefit from it? You know, will, will that, you know, spread out to other artists and how, you know, we might see more benefit of it. So let's just see how it plays out. And we all just got to calm down and, you know, actually educate yourself on, on some of the issues too, because people, the media only shows you certain things that they want you to see, you know, a, um, a lot of things that I was looking at when I actually, um, cause I was listening to Charlemagne and Charlemagne was actually at the, um, rock nation headquarters and he was actually there and a lot of the stuff that he asked and which is actually really good questions and i think they put the audio up today somewhere online i think i saw it on twitter somewhere and you know he was asking some legitimate good questions but those questions you didn't even see you see what i'm saying so the media will like cut cut out you know some you know key details that you know we probably needed to hear and you didn't even hear it you didn't even hear some of those questions you know so you can't always go off the one little clip you see on social media. So let's just see how it, how it all plays out. And, you know, I'm still a Jay fan. So, you know, 
I, I definitely don't think that he would ever do anything that would be anywhere remotely close to being a sellout. So that's just my opinion on that and my thoughts on that. But um, let's see, what else is going on? Oh, so for me, um, let's see. I have been waylaying on finishing Hands Made. Um, I haven't spoke about this season at all on my podcast, even though I've wanted to. So I'm not going to go too far in depth with my TV talk because I don't like giving spoilers to people in case you're not caught up. Because I actually had to go the whole week without uh, looking at any any spoilers. And I made it so where I can watch the finale and it wasn't spoiled for me. But the Hands Made finale was off the chain. I mean, by the time I finished, I was a sweaty, hot ass mess. And it was just, um, it was pure craziness from the, the, like the whole, the whole entire time. But, um, I actually really, really, really enjoyed the, um, the finale. And to me, the la- I feel like the last three episodes, maybe four, it pretty much redeemed the whole season for me because I, I've, I'm a big Hands Made fan. I've read the book twice. Um, I have the new book pre-order that comes out September 10th to the Testaments. And, um, so I watched pretty much the seasons over and over, um, you know, to try to stay abreast. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pretty in depth with the uh, hands made and, um, yeah, I was really disappointed with this season. I was like, oh my God, you know, if this is the route that is going on, um, I didn't really know, uh, how it was going to end to be honest with you. So I was happy that, um, it ended well, it was redeemed. I can't wait for season four to see how this shit play out because I have no idea at this point um, what the hell is going on because now they're completely, um, if you read the books, you know that they're completely, um, they're completely away from the books. Season two um, was still pretty much the book. Season one was completely the book and then season two had pieces from the book, but season three is completely um, away from the book. So uh, that's why usually it's, I always get a little nervous when the book kind of run out and then they're kind of doing their own thing and it's left up to the writers, but season three ended really well. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see, uh, season four. You know what I will say though, honestly, and it's going to be really, it's going to be um, really funny, but not really. So I was talking to some of my friends and uh, some of my coworkers who watch the show with me. And a lot of times I listen to, you know, different hands made podcasts and things like that. And the biggest complaint that people have is that, you know, there's no, um, there's no diversity on hands made and how every time that there is like say a black character, the black character always get killed off. And this is what's actually interesting. If you read the book, if they actually was staying, staying true to the book, when Gilead first took down the, you know, the American government and those, and the parts they took them down, they actually took all the black people in those areas and put them on boats and they drowned them. So in, in according to the book during that time, there actually was no black people at all in the Gilead. So the show actually tries, I think, to throw some diversity in there with, um, you know, a few black characters. But in actuality, in the book, there actually was no black characters. It was it was all white in um, in Gilead. So um, if you're really a fan of the show, I would definitely suggest to read the book because the book gives way more details um, in regards to how things kind of were in that world. So um but I will say that I was happy that, uh, that, um, you know, Rita made it out, uh, considering every black character that pretty much has been on the show, um, besides Mora has pretty much been killed off. So, um, I guess that would help with some of the complaints in regards to, um, the diversity and inclusion. Uh, let's see what else have I been watching this week? Um, I finally got caught up on ambitions. 
That show is absolutely crazy. But I actually love that show, though. Uh, let's see. David Makes Man started last week um, on the OWN Network. Um, I need to jump into that. I haven't started that yet, but I plan to. I've been catching up. I've been keeping up with Black Lady Sketch Show. Um, so it's been some skits on there that had me a little tickled. So I've still been doing that. Um, also, uh, I don't want to go too far in depth with Queen Sugar because I, I can talk about Queen Sugar every episode. But, um, you know, the question that we need to ask ourselves, can Nova fully be redeemed? And is she going to be redeemed? Um, I think she's trying. So I'm curious to see how this season ends. Um, like I've been saying this, you know, almost every episode on here, uh, I think this season of, uh, Queen Sugar has been the best season that they've had. And it's just been the most phenomenal writing that I've literally seen. So I really love it. Oh, also, um, my favorite show is Black Love on the own network. And that actually came back on. Um, so it's two episodes in, so I love that show. You guys need to watch that. But other than that, um, that's pretty much been my thoughts of the week. So, uh, next week I'm hoping to jump into some, um, some bigger topics. Um, I actually do have some interviews coming soon that I'm actually really excited about, uh, that I plan to knock out. I think I'm this week I'm, I'm doing one and I should have that one up soon. Um, I may be doing two. So, um, yeah, so those should be up soon. Um, and that'll be my first, you know, sets of interviews. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I also, uh, just want to say thank you so much for tuning in and listening every week. Um, definitely, you know, keep, keep it coming with the feedback. Um, I'm always open to hear, you know, whatever, um, you want to share, especially if you want to share your own personal journey with me. Um, as far as, um, especially if you want to talk about, um, you know, therapy or any questions you have towards that. I've actually had a few people contact me and, and, you know, ask like little questions like, you know, um, how did I find my therapist? You know, um, how does it help me and things like that. And I'm always open to talk. So, um, you know, and continue that. Uh, so I want to thank you so much. Um, we just need to remember to, you know, love ourselves, uh, treat everyone with kindness. Um, I thank you so much for listening. It's Mika here and I appreciate you.